0: Great and mighty God, you are. Thank you for your enduring mercies. Thank you that you have not dealt with us according to how we have behaved. Rather, you have dealt with us from the point of grace and mercy. Thank you, Father, for everyone gathered here tonight. Thank you for all those following us online. Thank you for all those that will listen to this message later on. Thank you, O God, for your mercy upon our lives. Father, please accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Tonight, O God of heaven, we have gathered at your feet. We want to study, we want to read, we want to feed from your word. We want to learn from you, to become better people, O God. To learn how to live upon the face of the earth. Holy Spirit, please teach us. Open our hearts, enlighten our understanding. Let this mystery be revealed. Let the power in your word take over. Spirit of the Most High, at this point, I hand this meeting over to you. I arrest every strange power. I render you powerless. Every negative force, you are bound. You are restricted and restrained in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that the precious blood at this time flow and sanctify and consecrate this meeting. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless you, let's be seated. I want to invite those who are sitting at that far corner. Can you please migrate? Just migrate to this side. Migrate to this side. Anyone sitting behind that pillar there? Is anybody there? By the usher stand? Nobody, okay. God bless you. Tonight I want us to go into, I want us to study something that I I believe is very, very important to every one of us. And um, I want us to try and look into what I would call the blueprint. One of the blueprints that our Lord Jesus Christ gave us to pattern how we will live with men. And now, before we go into today's study, maybe I need to get certain things straight. Is there any spirit here? Any spirit? Okay, you're all human beings. Are you sure? Eh? okay you are spirit beings yeah I know but I say real spirit invisible spirit anybody here let's know now okay you're all physical you have spirits in you amen Yeah. I, primarily man is a spirit being right yeah but a spirit being that lives where in a body right fantastic is anyone here that can pass through the wall anybody your anointing has not reached that level Okay. Um, You know why I'm asking this seemingly silly question? Because I want us to all be on the same page and understand that even though we are spirit beings, even though we are spiritual, we are living in a physical world and we are living among physical people. And our Lord Jesus Christ has given us a blueprint. The scriptures are loaded with guidelines on how God expects us to live with people. And tonight we're just going to be looking at living in the kingdom of men. Living in the kingdom of men. And the first text I will take tonight is taken from the book of Matthew chapter 10. We're all going to read it together. Matthew chapter 10. I want us to please pay attention to today's service. Please pay attention because I believe the Lord will be speaking to at least one person here apart from me. And I would love us to go home with the message that God has for you. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Are we there? Let's read together one to go. Behold, I send you out as... Sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as what? Serpents and what? Harmless as doves. I send you out. If your Bible is like mine, that passage, that verse is written in what color? Red. Now, the words in red in the Bible are words of whom? Direct words. And these are words that when you want to begin to interpret them, First thing first they will teach you in Bible school is the words of Christ. First of all, take them literally before you begin to do any exegesis on them. First take them what? Literally. Then you begin to look at the underlying meaning. It says, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Now, my question to everyone, you know today is Bible study. And so Bible study is supposed to be interactive, Right? So, first of all, before we go into our topic, I want us to understand this passage. What does it mean to be, what will you say about a sheep in the midst of wolves? I'm throwing it back. Anybody, from your own understanding, what do you understand by a sheep in the midst of wolves? Yes? Anyone? Yes, it's Afumi. Okay. How about the wolves? What does the wolf eat? Okay, but in this context now, can the wolf eat the sheep? Oh yes. Definitely. Okay. All right. All right. Any other person? Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Sister, Sister Agnes. Where you are is not a good place to sit. If you can't see me, you are sitting in the wrong place. God bless you. Yes, any other person? Sheep. Yes, Sister Ayola. Carnivores. Yes. Sheep. Yeah. Omnivores or herbivores?
1: Yeah.
0: Herbivores, yeah. uh uh-huh. Yes, so they eat grass. Yes, so they okay. eat grass, yes. Meanwhile, this one can't eat the other one back. So is it a fair battle? Is is um it's one-sided. Okay. Have you seen where sheep fights wolf and defeats a wolf? It's not possible, right? So, it's, a, it's what you call an unequal yoke. Abby, it's not balanced. Okay, okay. We're already. You, the, digging deep has started. You are preaching already. Or, uh, maybe you are waiting for me to say, okay, we are, we've started. Okay, and please take note. Sometimes the contributions are more important than what pastor will say. Because in these contributions, God can be speaking. Yes, any other person from this passage? Anybody else? What do you think you can pick out? Yes, sir. What's your name? she okay mm. okay sheep now the saints now as a sheep you are in the world in the midst of the wolves yeah so we just have to be wise as a serpent and be as calm as the dove okay all right any other person what does it mean to be as wise as a serpent and harmless as doves yes tsabuki are you are you making a con- okay give her the mic Anything you want to say about this passage, even if it's not about wise asservent? Um
1: sheep are calm
0: sheep, no rather Uh sorry me to self, sorry. Somebody (laughs) told me pastor, you self. Now every English should be correct. Sorry, sorry. I said I won't do it again. Sorry. If you like, say I I I I was went, I won't say anything again. Eh?
1: No, you have I
0: am go, I will smile.
1: Okay, sheep, they are calm.
0: They are calm.
1: And um, they usually need somebody to protect them.
0: Okay. Like,
1: yeah. They need a guide. Okay. But wolves are, like, destructive. They are, like, mm. most times they don't, they are not, Um, what do you call the animals that live at home? Domesticated. Wolves, they, they, they are not domesticated. They are, they are wild. They are, they
0: are wild. Well, that's another yes. perspective. That's another perspective. So you are living, you are talking about a creature that is by nature wild. Another one that is by nature timid or calm that needs protection. That's why you have a shepherd. Have you ever heard of someone who takes care of wolves, leading wolves to go and eat? No, 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 no. No, they take care of themselves. Eh? Okay. Yes, Bar. I have not. Say what you want to say.
1: Now I notice something that um, when the Bible talks about sheep now look at david for example you notice that shepherd leads
0: sheep okay
1: where we have wild animals okay that's one thing i noticed if you see maybe the full land is now you see them inside the bush where you have wild, like, animals. wild animals dangerous now, animals yes now the bible is saying Behold, i send you forth as sheep in the midst of the wolves now christ is sending us into that jungle now we should remember that it's the one that is sending us okay and sheep always have a shepherd so he's with us yes so if he's sending you into the midst of the wolves that means there is nothing that can actually happen. can we
0: clap i i love that can we put our hands together can, god, god bless you man i love that i love and what i was just about to say before is what i was going to say can you guys just try and you know dig a bit deep and give us something from this passage For example, what Val has just said. I love that. Let's put our hands together. That's that's going deep. A bit deep. Mmm. One thing I can pick from here very easily, and which I want us to take note of as we go into our Bible study, because we don't have time, is that as a sheep, who said saint? You. Right. As a saint, you are like a sheep. Right? And it's sending you into the mist where you'll find wolves. Yes, he's with you. But you need to be careful. Amen? Because the sheep who strays out of where the shepherd is is O Y O. Even though the shepherd says, Jesus says he will leave the 99 and pursue the one that was lost. That's if that one is not in the mouth of a wolf. Huh? Eh? So as children of God, we need to be careful. Okay, now, backtrack. Let's go back to the beginning. What I want to talk about this evening. Living in the kingdom of man. Now, this paints the picture of children of God living in the kingdom of man. So as an introduction, we want to understand what do we mean by the kingdom of man. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, what does the kingdom mean? When you say kingdom, what are we talking about? What is the kingdom? Quickly. Yes. Yes, Anita, what's the kingdom? The domain of a king. Okay. Okay. Okay, any other person? Domain. What does domain mean? Who said territory? Okay. He built you out. Okay, territory of a king. Okay, where the king rules. Okay, any other person? Yes. A kingdom. Yes, what's a kingdom? Yes, it's where a king or queen rules. I agree. Any other definition? I checked it up, and one of the definitions I saw that was very appropriate is that it is a realm in which something is dominant or in charge. Amen? Because you could also have the kingdom of animals. Animal is not a king, or. So when you say, so that you make your definition very appropriate, it should be extensive. Yes, where a king or queen rules, is called a kingdom. But if you check other definitions, that's one definition. Another definition is a realm in which something is dominant or in charge. Praise the name of the Lord. Now that something can be a king, that something can be a queen, that something can be a spirit... That something can be the forces of darkness. That something can be God. That something can be men. Amen? Now, where we all know that there's a kingdom of God, amen, Jesus Christ spoke a lot about the kingdom of God. Now, by, by, by inference, the kingdom of God is the realm in which who is in, who is in charge? God. Amen? It means the realm in which God is in charge. That's the kingdom of God. Praise the name of, the, name of the Lord. It is the kingdom where the will of God is being fulfilled. Amen. Remember that prayer? As your will in heaven, so uh, let it be done here as it is in heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. So the kingdom of heaven speaks about the realm where God is in control. It speaks about the realm where the will of God is dominant. So that tells us that even on earth, we can have the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God. Praise the name of the Lord. You can invite God into your, you can you can allow the, will, when you allow the will of God to dominate your will, you'll find out that what you are doing by inference is that you are invoking the kingdom of God to reign in your life. And when you allow your will to be dominant, then you are in charge. Amen? So we have the kingdom of God, and we also have the kingdom of Satan. We need to also understand that there is a kingdom of darkness that is ruled by the devil or Satan or whatever name you want to call him. One of the fundamental beliefs of the Redeemed Christian Church of God is that we believe in God. Amen. We also believe, we don't believe in the devil, but we believe that there is Satan. Amen. Yeah, we don't worship him, no, but we know that he's there. We acknowledge that he's there. It's real. It's not a figment. Of our imagination is not a story that they told children when we're small. Satan is real and is in charge of the kingdom of darkness. And then, of course, we know that there's the kingdom of men, which is where man is dominant, which is where we are now. The kingdom of men also speaks about the natural or terrestrial plane because the kingdom of God is spiritual. We can't see it the kingdom of darkness is also spiritual you don't see it do we understand there can be there can even be demons living in people or manifesting through them you won't see it but you will see their behavior i know that this one is behaving somehow Or you can have a dream and you begin to see things and when you wake up they begin to interpret them and they have some kind of bearing or some kind of connection with the physical, with what you are going through. You have a dream. I remember many years ago I was, I was sleeping and then someone fired me. So many years ago, maybe like uh, almost 30 years ago now, someone fired me something years ago. I woke up from my sleep. Who is doing that? I woke up from my sleep screaming and holding my chest from my sleep. Eh? I woke, I still remember till now. This happened in 1997. How many years ago is that? Mathematicians, help me. 24 years ago. I woke up from my sleep that night screaming and grabbing my chest. Ah! That pain for the next seven, eight months was there. I was going to the hospital every day for checkup, for injection, for treatment because of something that happened from my sleep. So there is a realm that we can't see controlled by a dark realm controlled by the devil called the kingdom of darkness and of course there is a kingdom of light. There's a kingdom of God and there is the kingdom of men. Among these three kingdoms, two are invisible to the natural eye. One is visible to us, which is the one that we are interested in for now. We'll look at, probably if God gives us time in the weeks to come, we'll look at some others. But we're talking about the natural terrestrial plane where flesh and blood rules. When God created this world in the beginning in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that in Genesis chapter 1, The spirit of God was moving over the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. You remember that? And there was light. And God started separating light and said, creating the waters, separating the waters, creating land and created animals. At the end of the creation of everything, God made man. Bible says uh, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image. Remember, after our own likeness. And he says, and let this man we are making, let him have dominion over the Fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over everything that creeped up upon the face of the earth. So, God created man for a purpose in Genesis 28. The Bible says, God created man, and then and God blessed him. And God said certain things, He said, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and have dominion. Now, you know what happened there when God made this physical world? God now Blessed man and gave him dominion and put him in charge. So that is why we call this the kingdom of men. Remember how we define kingdom? A place where someone is in charge or something is in charge, right? So that is why man is in charge of this earth by divine order. And that is why, whether the kingdom of darkness, or the kingdom of light, any of them that wants to have anything to do with this realm, they must meet the king, the one in charge. And that is why when Satan wants to operate, he must look for a man. When God wants to operate, who will he look for? He will look for a man. He will look for an animal because the animal is subject to man. Of course, they can use animals, but when they are talking of authority, they look for man because man is where? In charge of this earth. Look at the person beside you. Just look at the person. Did you know you are in charge of this world. Stop looking at yourself small. You are a king. This earth is your kingdom. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So the truth is that this physical world we are living in was created by God and God gave man this earth to rule over. Psalm 115, verse 16. Who is there? Psalm 115, verse 16. I'd like us to move a bit faster because we have quite a lot of ground to cover. Yes, Sam, are you there? Read, read now. Who else is there? Sam is going back and forth. You see these people? Because there's nothing attached to today's own. now. Everybody's just drawing back. Kai, King's Palace. 16. So what did God do to the earth? He gave it to us. Please, it's important you understand this fundamental principle. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Who's reading that? 26 to 28. Very quickly. Please understand this. Take note of Psalm 115 verse 16. It says, the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to man. So this earth belongs to you. Yes, sir. Then say,
2: Yes. Give yes.
0: Yes. You know, no, like
2: so mm, mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yes, I'm verse twenty eight, and God bless them. God bless
1: them. Mm-hmm.
0: This tells you that without any doubt, man is in charge. But you see, there's something I want us to also understand because I want to bring a correlation between two things. The kingdom of the invisible kingdom. For now, we'll just group two of them. The invisible kingdom and the visible kingdom. Which one is man in charge of? Let me see if we are following. Talk to me, church. The invisible kingdom. Are you sure? Fantastic. Because look at what it says. And over every living thing, you have power over every living thing. Now, there's something I want us to understand. The Bible makes us understand that this world we are in, this concrete pillar, you know, if you crush that thing now, it will take you, depends on the mixture, some of them will take you like 25 newton per Millimeter square to crush—that's a lot of strength. Strong concrete is strong; it can break a man's skull. But the Bible tells us that all these things we see—Hebrews chapter eleven verse three. Someone should read it. Hebrews eleven three. Look at what the Bible tells us about this world we are seeing. Yes, sir. By faith, By faith we understand. At God's command. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, no. Verse three. Can somebody read from... which translation is that? That's NIV, King James. Okay. King James tells us that the world was framed by the word of God. own says what? By faith we to understand that the world was. The universe was what? At God's command. Okay? Then go on. You go on, sir. So that what we are seeing was not made by things that do appear. In other words, they are not made by physical things. Can anybody have any other version? New Living Translation, NLT. Can we look at NLT and let's see how he puts it. I'm going somewhere, please. Yes, sir. And look at what it says. And that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Should I tell you something? What it says is that the word, New King James says, the word is what framed the world. But it didn't stop there. It went further to say, these physical things we are seen were made by invisible things. Do you understand that? That means glass. All these things that we see, even though they are physical, they were made by what invisible things. Now, do you know where I'm going? Let me tell you what is let me tell you the correlation. The correlation, another way to look at it, is that this physical world came from the spiritual world. Do you understand me? Can you see spirits? Can you see spirits? Good. You can't see the f- spiritual world. But that spiritual world is what gave birth to this physical world we are seeing. And that is why you hear people say, the spiritual controls the physical. You know why? Because that is the source. That is the father. That is what gave birth to what we see. So everything we see today, every physical thing, answers to a spiritual master. Everything. Everything we see here has a root in the realm of the spirit and that's why those who practice magic and witchcraft can go somewhere in the realm of the spirit and begin to do things that do not appear things that you can't see they are doing things that are hidden that are mysterious mystical but from there they are controlling someone's destiny in the physical somebody will be driving and have accident and then somebody will later confess that actually this is what we did where things don't appear. Do we understand where we are going? Now, please take note of what we, what we just said. That is the interplay between the spiritual realm and the physical realm. It's important you understand that there's an interplay. And it's important you understand why it happens. Because the physical originated from where? The spiritual. The spiritual existed and gave birth to the physical. Anyone that will... Successfully rule on this physical earth must understand the interplay between the realm of the spirit and this physical realm. Anybody you see making way, forget it. Whether it's pastor, whether it's a businessman somewhere, whether it's anything, don't let them deceive you. You think business is by who has sense more than the other one. It's not by that, though. It may be up to that the realm when you are making one million, two million, ten million. By the time you are controlling the kind of resources that nations bow to, I can assure you the person behind it understands the interplay between the spiritual and the natural world. Do you understand that? So, as a child of God, you also must understand that you, as a Christian, must know the interplay between the natural realm and the spiritual realm. If not, you can never rule. Listen to me. One day, I I said this many years ago. I'm sure we've forgotten. I know I have not taught it here. But please, Sister Bookie, I've given you many things to be reminding me. You don't remind me. I'll give you another one. If you don't remind me, I'll find another secretary. You've been writing them down. Listen to me. The man Adam, Adam, you know, don't just zero Adam to the man who ate fruit and started following Eve and was just jumping with Eve. And if they come and eat fruit and he ate it, no, 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 no. Adam was like a demigod on this earth. I'm telling you, read the Bible. He will see an animal and say, "Goat," and heaven adopts you. You think it's easy? Call something that be not as if it were. If it will answer you, it's not by it's not ordinary to call something and it answers. And heaven, it's not that it just happens like that. No, you must command a level of spiritual authority. Adam understood it. Why was it that Adam was not giving anything to eat? Did the serpent not see him? There was something in his eyes. that despite know that this man don't near this one. God will help us when we marry you. Uh, he couldn't try him until Eve entered. Uh, sisters, I didn't say there's anything wrong with sisters, but uh, I don't know. Maybe that will be another study for another day. But the study I'm telling you, Sabuki, put it down. The man, Adam, we must study him so that we can learn about him. Adam was a warrior. Adam was a demigod. He was not an ordinary guy believe me he wasn't he was someone who used to ask yourself you know there, there are some times that you i don't know if it has happened to you you are you are in a, like how many of us were in in um, recharge hour on saturday wow god bless you how many of us were in recharge hour on saturday did you did you did you did you feel something did you notice that something happened to you did you notice i got home and i went to my prayer room and i was i was trying to do some bible study i couldn't i was just praying in tongues and i slept I was going in and out of sleep. It was that meeting was not an ordinary one. Listen, I don't know if it has happened to you. You just have those kind of encounters and you feel different. As it happened to you before. I just feel that something about you, you're just different. Or you have a dream and in that dream, you just... You see that the geo, or you just see something, and something that this is a a spiritual encounter, or you go for a service and the atmosphere changes. Maybe during prayer, and you just feel that something happens to you and you are feeling different. Has it happened to you before? Listen to me. And that difference that you feel, you know that for the next after that time, for the next few days, you can't tolerate certain things. You won't be angry. You know, you'll just be a different person. Has it happened to anybody before? Listen, that was a regular thing Adam used to have with God. You think it's ordinary? That was the kind of relationship Adam was living every day. The Bible says that God used to come down to discuss with him. You think ordinarily the face of Moses that the Israelites saw, they, they ran. That was what Adam was seeing every day. Can you imagine the glow on his face? Can you imagine the anointing, the glory that Adam was carrying? Don't think he was an ordinary man. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. But you see, that's not where we are going. That's not where we are going. Where we are going is that we need to understand the interplay between the spiritual realm and the physical. It is important. If you want to remember something tonight as a learning point, I must understand the interplay of the spiritual realm and this natural realm. Those who understand it, they go far. Those who don't understand it, they just, they just float. But well, you see, that's not even where we are going. Remember what we are looking at, the kingdom of men. The kingdom of man. So what kind of kingdom is this kingdom of man? What kind of kingdom is it? This was a kingdom that when God made, he put man in charge. Remember, he gave him dominion, so man was in charge. He became his domain. He became the king in his domain. He became the ruler. But well, you see, Something happened. The Bible tells us in the book of Genesis that a time came. Can we have Genesis chapter 6 on the screen? Verse 1. I'd like somebody to read it. Yes. Now it came to pass. Yes. 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 And they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. Yes, next verse. Yes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Stop. You see, before this time, man was living extensively. But God saw something. God saw that there was an interplay between. Go back to verse 2. It says that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose you know what happened there 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 was already there's an interplay between the natural and the spiritual realm but what was now happening was that interplay got corrupted that relationship between man the kingdom of man and the kingdom of heaven did not go the way God wanted it to go god meant it for fellowship but corruption came in the sons of god started looking at the women and say ah this one is beautiful this one is ah and they started interacting with them and they started living with them and they started having children for them and corruption came into the world again now this is the second one the first one was when eve and Adam were there doing what they were doing, and then the serpent came and told, If this thing is sweet, eat it, and this and that. And she ate. And the Bible says, And her eyes were open. That is another unlawful interaction with the spiritual realm. That was how corruption came in. And then God came and said, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? And I'm saying, ah, I was hiding because I was naked. Ah, who told you? He says, um, Did you eat the fruit? He said, The woman you gave me. The one you gave me was the one that said I should eat. And I ate. That was an unlawful interaction that brought corruption. And God said, ah, oh, why did you do this? You have corrupted the nature I gave you. Now you will die. That was the first corruption. And then God went about trying to remediate it, trying to repeal it, trying to fix it and make it good for man. He said he wrapped him with cloth and then he said okay what we'll do for you go leave this place so that you don't go and eat the one that will give you immortality now you have knowledge go out so he chased man out that was the first limitation he took him out of where he was originally and the man was living but that didn't stop there god thought he had fixed man but again there was a corruption angels came and started interacting with the female Aside sleeping with them and all that. Another level of corruption into the kingdom of man. Can you see the kingdom of man degrading? First of all, disobedience eating the fruit. They became, they started acquiring knowledge. Then they started interacting with the other realm. And they started corrupting them further. There are some people that will tell you that what happened here, that it was that interaction between the sons of God and the daughters of men that brought about things like witchcraft and sorcery because those fallen angels started teaching them the crafts of heaven the things that they do in heaven that bring about certain things start teaching the children of men through the women and that's why I was sharing some people women are very spiritually um, receptive but they need to be very careful they need to be very careful if something is happening, a woman will feel it faster than us. But you see, because of that, they also need to be very careful. How many of you have attended any deliverance service before? Percentage of women to men. I mean, how many usually need deliverance? 50 50 50? 90 10? Rex, oh. See how all the women turn back. Look, Rex. Nah, leave Rex alone. Rex, it's not 90 10, but it's close to that. Uh, we've not done the statistic, but it's close to that. Now, as a pastor, I also tell you, guess how many, guess the ratio. When you do church program, generally, even if we check, who are more in church, men or women? Eh? Women. Who do you think want to see pastor more, women or men? Women. Listen to me, you know what it means. The truth is, women are more spiritually hungry than men generally they they recognize that spiritual void that needs to be filled that's why they can go into witchcraft easily marine this thing easily and then when they get born again they can go into church things easily when you see women operating in the anointing dangerous you know why because their spirit is naturally primed for things like that but where we are going is that man got corrupted And then God said, ah, my spirit will no longer strive with man. Man was originally, by divine design, man was not immortal. But man was originally designed to live for a long time. And then God said, no. With this one that you are doing, (laughs) if I allow you to live that age, this world will destroy. After a while, you have to come home. He said, 120 years is what I will give you. And that was part of the repercussion of the wickedness of man. Well, you see, it didn't stop there. As we will be looking at, time is going. Maybe, by God's grace, we'll continue next week. But where I'm going is, God looked again and said, this world is so terrible. Can we keep going down? Go to verse 6 or so, or verse 5. Go to verse 5. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. Look at what the Bible says. It says what? Then the Lord saw that what? And that what? Every intent of his thoughts was what? Of his heart was only, only evil continually. God looked and said, Ah! Anything this man is thinking. Wickedness, evil. Don't forget, we are talking about the kingdom of whom? Men. The kingdom of men. It's you see how the kingdom of men started degenerating? To the point that it came to a point that God looked down and said, This heart, Ah! What can I do? Of course, the Bible now later says, go to verse 6 and you see something glorious happening. And the Lord was sorry. The Lord was sorry that he made man and he was grieved in his heart. Go on to the next verse. Then God said what? I will destroy man. Let me, let me restart this creation thing. Let, let's, let's start afresh. You know when you are playing a game and the thing is not working. So yeah, you just scattered. I'm not doing it again. Let's start all over again how many of you have done if you are playing ludo or what or something and they are winning you and the thing is not working hey just scatter it and say let's start that's what god wanted to do he said no let me i'll start all over again this corruption is too much he thought he had fixed it in the garden of eden but by this time he said no i can't take it but go to verse 8 he says i'm sorry for making man but look at what happened in verse 8 but noah found grace in the eyes of the lord god wanted to destroy the world but but Bible says the eyes of the Lord, they'd run to and fro. Why running to and fro? He says he saw a man called Noah. I said, ah, let me try again with this guy. And he spoke to him, I want to destroy the world, build an ark, get people to get in, and this and that, I'm going to send water. Of course, he knew they wouldn't believe him. And they didn't believe him. And He gathered his people in the ones he could. This one was not by choice. Now it was by what? By force. That the rain move. How can you say rain? My friend, walk inside there. Enter there by fire. By so they entered there. That's how they saved those ones. But you see, the irony of it was the same Noah who found grace. After the whole thing finished and the thing landed and he was celebrating, was still the same Noah through whom corruption started again. You remember, and Noah went to go and booze. So those who say eh, ah, Pastor, ah, I know some born again that still drink alcohol, you can just take it in moderation. Be deceiving yourself. But I know that at King's Palace people don't take alcohol. I've never smelled alcohol on anybody. Who is clearing throat here again? Hey. Ah ah King's Palace. I love this church. <laughs> that, that laughter is a very suspicious laughter if your face is strong you are a suspect those who are struggling their face as if nothing is going on i'm suspecting you steve your face is too strong (laughs) (laughs) now now but you see let's not lose track it looks like i'm telling a story but i'm going somewhere we'll wrap up because of time but i want to land somewhere before we close the same noah that God wanted to use to fix everything. When he said, ah, Noah found grace. If you read further down, this same Noah became the source of corruption again. And then God said, you know what? Let me allow them enjoy this corruption. Later on, I will send Jesus Christ to fix this thing. But you know what? By Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9. Go there. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Can we have it on the screen? You see, what when God was speaking, look at what 17, verse 9. Look at what had become of the heart of man. Can we read it together? One, two, go. The heart is deceitful above. Say it again. Deceitful, what? And who can know it? Go to verse 10. I the Lord search the heart I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways according to the fruit of his doing by time God looked at man by this time God said "Ah, ah. nothing good inside at all can we have I checked one translation go to 17 verse 9 and let's see how NIV puts it your, the NIV version you are using. Can we read it? NIV. You will see something there. It says what? And what? It says, the wickedness of man is irredeemable. Nothing can be done. So, you see, as I wind up for today, I'll stop here because of our, our time. The truth is, God regretted making man God saw that this kingdom of man that he had, this kingdom he had given to man was a horrible place. It was a horrible place. It was was full of all kinds of things. Witchcraft, manipulation, idolatry. So when you see someone who kidnap another person, put the person in the bush or lock the person somewhere else. Whether the person makes it or not, he doesn't care. He just wants a situation where someone will bring money to build that one. You know what's going on? It's because the heart is wicked. He doesn't care what that other person is going through. All he wants is for him to have money to burn, to blow to buy nice clothes, to put a perfume, to be able to eat good food. You don't care what's going on. It says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. It didn't stop there. It says who can understand it? You begin to, when you see some things that people do, you ask, you, you wonder. You wonder. My colleague was telling me when he was kidnapped some about two years ago, Down that um, axis, that Kogi axis, when they blocked them and they were, he said they trekked for close to 10 hours, just walking and walking. And his brother was diabetic. The person he was with was diabetic and hypertensive. And they were, that one, and fat guy. He's a trim guy, does exercise, but that one is fat. So after a while, the guy will be falling down. And he'll have to wait for him. They'll pick him up. Those guys will use cutlass, hit him, bah! get up and move and cuts on his body he was even saying this guy that is diabetic how will these things heal eventually when they sat down they started making calls Where oh, yeah, bring money they said they are looking for money they Said, come if you don't bring money we'll cut you there are people that want to buy this your body parts so whether you either bring money or we cut you and sell you. Oh, you see you know what's going on wickedness that is what has happened to the kingdom of men this kingdom that God made in the beginning and put man in charge. I said, A man and you shall have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the, every living thing that creeped upon the face of the earth. it. He put man in charge, make give him dominion. But something happened to the heart of man, it degenerated to the point that this kingdom of men became a kingdom of wickedness. Wickedness. That somebody will write a letter. To someone and say, "Eh, I I want to transfer twenty million dollars, but I need your account. Lie, shishi, he doesn't have. And please, I want you to just send me like one thousand dollars so that I will process it. He will post it abroad, and then some people there, Oyibo people, that's how they call them Mugu. They will collect it and believe and begin to interact and be transferring money up and down. Lying. Line and the front, you you have nothing you carry somebody and say this house is this house is my house. I want to sell this house, I want to sell it for 20 million. The house is worth 20 million, but I'll sell it to you for five million because I need to travel abroad. It's not your house. You forge the paper. The person will go to bank and borrow money and come and give you, and you take the money and, and go and buy a car and be playing music. Ging, 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 ging. Wickedness. 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 They say some, some agencies abroad, they will send mail to people. We are looking for employment. Oh, yeah, come. They will give you money, process your visa. You go there only to harvest the parts, body parts, the kidney, and the heart of the people. Wickedness. It says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? the characteristics of this kingdom of men is number one is a wicked kingdom wicked kingdom but what we'll be looking at next week by the special grace of god is yes it's a wicked kingdom we're going to look at some of the characteristics of this kingdom what are the things that 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 this kingdom of men what are the things that that they display what are they characterized by what are they known by so that you begin to identify them and know them, so that when someone does certain things to you, you won't kill yourself. You know that mm, this one is just a citizen of this kingdom of men. Let me no need, no need to kill myself. People wonder. Listen, people take me for a ride. People take me for a fool. A lot of things I know, I do as if I don't know, and they also that pastor is a fool. No problem. You know what? I just say this one a real citizen of this kingdom of men. He does. I he think he's fooling me. Citizen of the kingdom of men. Talk to your neighbor and say. Which, which kingdom do you belong to? Are you a citizen of the kingdom of men? Look while, is the person looking, is he a suspect? <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I, no, it, that's the truth. A lot of people look at me and think they are fooling me. They don't know I'm looking at it and say, ah, this one. This one is the number one citizen of the kingdom of men. That's why it's behaving like this. You ask for money and you don't bring it. You do that. I just say this one, kingdom of men. So we need to understand, look at the characteristics. Some people are, they are of this kingdom. They are pretending to be in our kingdom. You know we belong to another kingdom that Jesus Christ brought. Eh? Eh, we belong to another kingdom. There are people who are in that kingdom that are pretending to be part of our kingdom. We need to see the characteristics so that we identify them. They are there, we know them, but sometimes it's good to go through them again and remind ourselves... It will help you not to be offended, and it will help you to be wise. Jesus Christ said, be wise as what? A serpent. And gentle as a dove. Why? Because I've sent you in the midst of wolves. You are in a kingdom of men. A wicked kingdom. We'll look at the characteristics, and then we'll also, if time permits, so we'll take it the other week, we'll look at how do we live in this kingdom? Bearing in mind that he has given us dominion so we also need to because i have a problem with christians who also lock up themselves and say i don't want to have anything to do with these wicked people and every time you see they are praying in tongues they sit down and they read their bible which is good read their bible they go and pray and then and they, and that's all that's all. so far we kill that person you know why because if you finish praying in tongues the money will not come from heaven. Sometimes the money you need is in the hand of a citizen of that wicked kingdom. So you must know how to relate with them. And not only relate with them, you must know how to be in charge of them. So that when they see you, they succumb to you. Amen? They bow to you. They, they submit to you. You are in charge. You, are in, you have dominion over them. How to live in the kingdom of men. Praise the name of the Lord. I've been blessed tonight. We're not able to cover much. I don't know, maybe the, for one reason or the other. But I'm trusting God that next week we'll be able to do more. At least we've set the foundation. And then by next week, by the special grace of God, He'll give us speed to cover. Let's identify and know how to live in this kingdom and be in charge. Because that's the whole idea. He says, and thou shalt be above only. It is above, oh, above only. So there's only one place you must be, above only, and not beneath. Bow down your heads and talk to him. And just ask him, first things first is appreciate him for this word you have heard. Because I believe that every time God wants to cause about a change in anyone, the first thing the Lord will do is he will send a word. He will always send his word. So this word has come to us because I believe that there's someone here Time has come for you to begin to live in total control of this kingdom. Yes, it's a kingdom of wicked people. But it's a kingdom that you have what it takes to be in charge over them. They are not supposed to be holding your resources. They are not supposed to be holding your entitlement. Whether they be spiritual, whether they be emotional or material, you are supposed to be in charge. So go ahead and thank him. Because I believe that by revelation, the Lord is going to be handing over to us the power that we need to reign. ...and to rule. Go ahead and appreciate him. Thank him for this word... ...living in the kingdom of men. Thank him. I say thank you... ...for reminding me that I'm living among... ...wicked people... ...and reminding me that what they are doing to me... ...they are doing to others, so it's not a big deal. I won't take offense. Maybe you are here tonight... ...and, uh, and you're just here... ...and, and uh, the only reason... ...you almost didn't come to church tonight... ...and I believe this is for someone... ...but you just pushed yourself to come... ...because you are offended... You are angry with someone. Don't be, don't be. The person has just demonstrated that he's a citizen of the kingdom of men. Don't be angry. You, you must live with them because you are not a spirit. You are still physical. Even though you are a spirit living in a body. So just go ahead and appreciate him. Thank him. And then pray, 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 pray for yourself tonight. I say, Father, every way I've exhibited the qualities of the kingdom of these wicked men please forgive me. Every way I've been part and parcel of this wicked kingdom. Lord, whether deliberately, whether out of emotions, for for whatever reason and in any way, my Father, my God, have mercy on me. Go ahead and talk to him. Have mercy on me. 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 Have mercy on me upon me have mercy upon me have mercy maybe you are here you are carrying an offense in your heart a bitterness in your heart I beg you in the name of God be careful be careful that you don't be consumed be careful that you don't be destroyed be careful that you don't get weighed down be careful that the kingdom of this world this kingdom of men does not overwhelm you listen to me it has a way of capturing a soul and keeping you perpetually in that kingdom it's a wicked kingdom Is a kingdom of bondage. Pray, Lord, every way that I've submitted myself to the rules of this kingdom of men and I've become a victim, forgive me. Deliver me today. Deliver me, Lord, from every form of craftiness, wickedness in this kingdom of men. Deliver me. And Lord, is there any part of this wicked kingdom that is in my heart? In the book of Ezekiel chapter 36, it says, I will give you a new heart tell him that lord sprinkle my heart with pure water tonight every wickedness entrenched or embedded in my heart let your word and your water and your blood wash away tonight wash me clean oh god from every filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit second corinthians chapter 7 verse 1 tells us having therefore these promises let us cleanse ourselves from every filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of the lord Just go ahead and talk to him. Lord, cleanse me with your precious blood. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. Sprinkle me with pure water. Give me a new heart. Give me a new heart, Lord. A new heart. A new heart, oh God. A new heart. Give me a new heart. Purge my heart. Just purge my heart. Just purge my heart. And put a new spirit inside of me. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And finally, I want you to pray. Father, restore to me my dominion as a child of God. As a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Lord, I'm only here temporarily as your ambassador give me every right and privilege that Jesus had when he walked upon this earth, release them, let them begin to manifest in me even though I have them as a child Lord let them begin to manifest as I relinquish and let go of everything that connects me with the kingdom of man, let the power in the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of God, let it begin to walk in me, the power to live a holy life the power to live a prosperous life. He beho- says, beloved, I wish above all things that I mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosperous." The power to be prosperous. Enough of poverty. Enough of lack. Enough of sick- sickness. Enough of sin. Oh God, release to me the power of the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you. What a mighty God you are. Thank you for your presence that is already so awesome in this place. I pray for every one of your children gathered here tonight. That spirit of the most high, release grace upon every one of us. Anything in the kingdom of men that is still active in our lives... Please, as we have given you permission, uproot them in the name of Jesus. Replace them, oh God, with the blessings from the kingdom of God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let your amen believe what you have prayed about now. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, let's put our offering together while we do that. Any comments or any questions while we're at it? Just one. We'll take, them. We'll take others next week. Any questions or comments before we... Yeah, anybody has anything to say? Okay. Probably do more of that next week. Yes, sir.
2: Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor, for this message once again. One question just came to my mind. In the course of your season, you, you said something that. Uh, God asks Eve that if you have t- eaten the fruit, the forbidden fruit.
1: What?
2: God asks Eve, Adam's and Eve, if you have actually eaten the fruit. Why is he eating from him, as he eating the food that asks you not to eat? Why is God asking? Because we made it to understand that God is all-knowing is God. Why is he asking that? Was he asking that question? Uh, very good question. That is one. Secondly, okay. this I would take you away a little bit to New Testament. You know, we just left the season of Easter. The question now is, uh, why Jesus Christ prayed for Peter? And he refused to pray for Judas Iscariot. Because if you are pray for Judas Iscariot, you shouldn't have so, Something would have that. happened. Yes. So why, what happened? Does it, because God is not a service God, so, and the both of them are. And it's not to, a well, wicked to, God. Yeah, not a wicked God. And both now. of them were going
0: to do the wrong thing anyway. So why choose one and pray for one, and you didn't choose the other one to pray for the other one? Okay. So two questions. Number one, the first one was, um, um, why did God ask Adam, did you eat the what I told you not to? Okay. Let Let me quickly. Let me. Let's have some. Responses very quickly before roundabout time is gone already. So very quickly. Anybody? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am.
1: I forgot that God was actually giving Eve um, opportunity to come through.
0: But to? To come through. OK.
1: Yes, so that God can forgive her. But, I, but God knows that she was going to like, away or try to manipulate.
0: Well, you know, the be- what I always like to do in a time like this is can we just go to that scripture? Genesis chapter 3, that's always the best thing to do. Just look at that scripture so that we get it in proper context. Yes, I love your answer, Sister Ayola. She said that God just wanted Adam to come through. Genesis chapter 3 verse 11, and He said, who told you? that you were naked. Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then what did man say? The man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. So why did God ask Adam, did you eat? Did God know that Adam had eaten the, the fruit? Do you think God knew? Are you sure God knew? Are you sure, sir? Anyone with a dissenting view, God didn't know? Okay, so we're all on the same page. God knew. So why did God ask Adam? Sister Yola said to give him an opportunity to repent. Anybody with any contrary view or any other view? Because the truth is God is multifaceted, different sides. Yes, sir. God wanted Adam to to accept accept his mistake, mistake. okay? But he did did not accept his mistake. Okay. He now shifted it to... He shifted blame. Yes. Okay? Any other person? I like that perspective. It's linked to what Sister Yola said. Any other perspective? Oh, we're all on the same page with that. You see, what happened there, unfortunately, happens to a lot of us. And anybody who knows me, one thing I hate, and I try my very possible best not to do it, is to shift blame or shift responsibility. It is the mark of someone who is about to fail. Is that clear? A lot of people don't want to accept responsibility. They're always giving excuses. When I hear it, it grinds my ear. I'm talking to you and you are shifting the blame and saying, it's this person and it's this. that's what Adam did. So no matter how spiritual you put yourself to be, and I'm talking to you and you are shifting ground. I will just say this one. Doesn't like to take responsibility. It's a sign of someone who is about to fail. Be careful. Don't, don't you take responsibility for what you do. God knew. God just wanted him to say, ah, I'm sorry. Fast forward, David and Nathan. When Nathan accosted David and said, ah, this is what somebody did in your kingdom. And David said, ah, I'm going to kill that man. What did Nathan say? You are that man. <gasps> David said, hey, what did David do? Did he, did he give an excuse? He said, ah, I'm sorry. Reverse to Saul. When Samuel accosted Saul, why did you do this? What did Saul say? Ah, you're supposed to kill the Amalekites. Why you? What, what am I here? They are sheep. What, what did he say? He gave excuses. What happened to him? He lost the kingdom. Listen to me. What happened to Adam after? He did he not lose the kingdom? Listen to me. People who give excuses, they lose. Stop it. There are some of you I've had interactions with you and I've challenged you on that. It is a sign of a loser when you can't take responsibility. Take responsibility, hold up. Take responsibility, the worst that happens is that you'll be scolded. That's all. And then you stand up and then you know your error, what you've done wrong, and make amends how not to do it again. That's just it. Thank you, sir. What you have done with this question has gone deeper than the whole 30 minutes or one hour we've been talking, believe me. Next question was uh, New Testament. Who? Why did Why did uh, Jesus pray for Peter and not anybody? Quickly, let's. Um, I hope you are bringing out your offering while we are at this, because we are just going to lift up the offering and pray. Once anybody, anybody bold enough? Oh, yes, sir. Hmm. Apostle Chooks. That yeah, president's thing. This is a This is a destiny thing. Destiny. You, know, you know. There are certain things. I've heard the uh, bishop uh, Davosa prayed
2: for someone. I wanted to pray for the next person. Say no, you. You will die. <laughs> I read it. He said, you. I can, even if I pray, you are dying. So no need. There was no need. His case was sealed.
0: Sealed. So some people, their cases are sealed. But should I tell you the irony of it? Let me tell you the irony. Because if you read, because you see one thing about me, what you said is right, 100%. If you read Romans chapter 9, verse 16, reading it down, talks about, beginning from 15, you see that there's, it looks as if it wants to make God look unfair, as chicks are just giving the truth. But if you check it very well, one of the things you must understand about God is that God is not partial. The Bible says there is no partiality with God. Take note of that. So God will not make one person to, I will pray for you, and I'll pray for you. Should I tell you something? Read what God told Samuel. You see, you need to take scripture, balance them. When Samuel was about to put the oil on Eliab, is it that God hated Eliab? What did he say, what did he say about Eliab? Yes! He said, even though this guy looks okay, his heart has disqualified him. Listen to me. This thing called heart. Check your heart check your heart check your heart it's not about how many times you come to church or how much involved you are in church activities check your heart at the end of the day please put it on on 1 Samuel chapter 16 when when he was speaking to Eli when he was about to when Samuel was about to anoint Eliab 1 Samuel 16 maybe around 7 or 8 or so quickly you see, the heart is so important to God. Yeah, verse 7. It says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not unto his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. Why? For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. God saw Judah, said, This one, if I forgive him, he will destroy the church I'm trying to build. This one. <laughs> With this one's answer to Peter. When Jesus goes, this one, he will do cool in church now. He'll just come one day, gather up and say, Hey, hey, hey let's drive Peter, they'll drive him. He wants to be the GO." He has seen it that if I leave him, he will do another one and it'd be worse. let him just carry his wala and, and go. Believe me, God is not partial, God is not unfair, but this is the determinant. But the Lord looketh on the heart. That's what God, make sure every time God looks at your heart. He sees something good. That's it. Make sure whatever, anytime he looks at your heart, say ah, he looked at David. Upon the, look, he said, David, you have shed too much blood. Have you read it? You can't build my temple because of the wars, the killing. But this was the same David in Acts of the Apostle later on. He says, a man after my heart. You know why? Despite all that David did, anytime he sees the heart, he says ah, see compassion. Hey, seek kindness. Some of us, we can't forgive people. If they offend you till you do your own, you won't rest. You are incurring wrath because if you don't forgive, when it is time for you, you won't see mercy. Are we together? Rise up to your feet. I, I believe the Lord has spoken to somebody here tonight. Lift up that offering to the Lord and let your cry, first of all, be Lord, have mercy on me. Go ahead and talk to him. Say, Lord, have mercy Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. Is there anything in my heart that is judging me already that I don't know? Maybe what you are facing, it may just be an indication that God is displeased with your heart. Or maybe you are here, and your heart is chasing certain things that are supposed to come, but your heart is driving it away. Just the way the heart of Eliab drove the anointing to be a king away from him. Tell God, Lord, have mercy on me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I may be imperfect, I may have done anything wrong, but please, Father, show me mercy. As I lift up this offering to you, let your mercy speak over my life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, behold the offerings of your children. Receive these offerings, O God. Use these offerings to advance your kingdom. Bless everyone that is present here tonight, O God. Let every offering speak before you, in the presence, before you, over these, your children. Turn their lives around. Do something wonderful in their lives and i pray for everyone gathered here that this week you will remember this week for good whatever evil has been programmed to wait for you because you are in this service today when we are invoking god's mercy i decree that the blood cancel that evil in the name of jesus christ thank you heavenly father blessed be your holy name in jesus mighty name we pray amen Okay, just for three, while we take the offering, just for the next three minutes, choir. Three minutes is counting already.